Welcome to Five O'Clock Leadership, everybody, with Brad and Rob. Rob and I live and breathe leadership. We coach leaders, we work with leaders, we aspire to be leaders, we're students of leadership. This is an opportunity for you to tap into our work with leaders. Hey, Rob. Hey, Brad. So glad to be with you, man. Yeah, good to be with you, too. Wild times, huh? Crazy times. What is this? Uh, end of our third week of uh, isolating as a country from the virus. Who would have thought it? Man, who would have thought? How's uh, How are you and Marta doing? You know, nobody else I'd rather be quarantined with or isolated with. How about you and your crew? Yeah, feel the same way. Um, having a great time with our family in the midst of it all. Uh, we're all trapped inside the house, five of us. Yeah, your poor uh, daughter, she had to come home from school, didn't she? She did. She did. But she's doing well. Man, she's such a hard worker, which is much different than how I was when I was in college. I don't know about you. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, man, we're kicking off our first podcast. We're doing it in an interesting time. Uh, it during is. The, during the coronavirus pandemic. What word would you use to describe the week that you had with leaders? Uh, first word that comes to mind is busy. Yeah. You know, uh, the first few days of this social isolating, I was thinking was kind of like a national snow day, kind of fun to take a little break. Yeah. Um, but the but the break never really happened, and you know this is this is absolutely a time when leaders have to step up. Uh, if they weren't stepping up before, this is a time for leadership. I mean, we see that in the whole cultural conversation of of people are looking for leadership in the midst of crisis. Yeah, I would concur. I, I feel like it's been a really busy week. We've got leaders who are really trying to figure out exactly how to navigate these new waters. Anyway, this is a time to reflect on the day uh, or the week that we've had. So we're going to do a little reflecting on what we've been discovering as uh, in our time coaching leaders. And if you hang on with us here, we'll conclude with a little something to consider by the end of our time. This will be a coaching question or two as you consider how you lead your organization forward. So here we go. Let's do this. <laughs> well, today we're going to reflect on and talk a little bit about what it looks like to lead through a crisis. Rob is a certified master coach through the International Coaching Federation. And uh, Rob, how many hours have you spent coaching leaders over the past 15 years? Oh, man. I, you know, I did have to look this up at one point. It's not the sort of thing I would keep track of. But I was curious if I exceeded the 10,000-hour mark, you know, that Malcolm Gladwell talks about in moving towards expert. I, I am over 10,000 hours, I would say. Wow, 10,000 hours. That's a lot of time with leaders. And what kind of leaders do you primarily coach, Rob? You know, from the beginning, I've been coaching leaders at the top, CEOs, presidents, uh, the senior executives at the very top of companies. And, um, you know, can't start this conversation, Brad, without, you know, just I always have to mention it's such a privilege to be invited to walk alongside those men and women. It's great. That's why I thought you would be the perfect person to talk to you about uh, the challenges leaders are facing as they're digging into this coronavirus, Rob. So what are the three, what would you say are the three top challenges that leaders are facing 
as they lead their organizations through this time? Well, it's interesting. You know, my observation is that um, it has, in, in this case, it has changed by the week. You know, week one was all about mobilizing and equipping the workforce to be able to work remotely and distanced. And that was a big scramble. Week two was a lot of, of dealing with the reality as all of this really set in, that this is real, that this is going to be hard medical, you know, with our health, it's going to be hard economically uh, with our pocketbook, no matter who you are. And so it was just wrestling with a lot of that. This week, it's been a lot of, <clears throat> you know, scrambling to, to really try to shift into gear and move forward with what the new normal is for today. So I see it evolving. And that's why I think agility is such an important characteristic of good leaders is, you know, we don't need leaders to come in and run things the same way every day. Uh, but the agile leaders are the ones that that can adapt as things go. Interestingly, that's not one of my three, Brad. But I think it I think it speaks to uh, each week here has brought a different sort of leadership challenge. What is what does agility in leadership look like to you, Rob? Agility is in the moment sizing things up and recognizing the need for a different response from the way we've given one in the past. You know, autopilot, that's a term you and I talk a lot about with leaders. Autopilot is just you see a problem come up and you respond to it the same way you always have. Agility is seeing a problem come up, whether it's the same problem or a new problem, and seeing, recognizing that uh, a different approach needs to be taken and being able to pull together uh, that different approach uh, in the moment. So that's yeah, not that's your pretty, top three. That's not in my top three, but it's an important one. But I would say, I mean, I, I think you're asking the question, when leaders are leading through crisis, what are the top three things? And I would just say for today, this is where I'll hang on to agile, right? You asked me a week from now, I might give a slightly different list. But the ones that come to mind, the first one that comes to mind is self-leadership. I talked to some leaders at a company a week or so ago when the, this crisis was really starting to unfold, and several of them, unsolicited and not knowing the others had said it, commented on their president and said, it's, it's clear that he hasn't been through a crisis like this before. And I would chalk that up to, first and foremost, self-leadership. And what I mean by that is, you know, Brad, we talk a lot about the four dimensions of a leader, how you're showing up physically, intellectually, emotionally, and spiritually. And so I think a lot of the self-leadership here in these days has, has required leaders to be managing themselves physically, making sure that they're staying fit, getting out, exercising, taking breaks, pushing back from the desk, drawing the line at, at you know, when it's time to cut it off and leave for the day, managing their thoughts. My gosh, it's nothing but bad news, right? And so leaders have, have really got to be disciplined on what thoughts they hang on to and which ones they just kind of let let go. <clears throat> and then, boy, hasn't this been a time of the collective emotional response? Have you have you observed that, Brad? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've, I've heard the word fear 
more than I've ever heard it in a while in the last week or so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've never, I mean, certainly in instances like 9-11, and I'm sure there's been other times, but I mean, it's rare that there, that everyone is feeling a similar feeling at the same time. So anyway, I think leaders have to do a good job of managing uh, if it's fear, if it's anger, if it's sadness, and listen, all those are appropriate. We talk about that. They're not good or bad. It's absolutely appropriate to be afraid of this virus and the actions that that leads to. It's appropriate to grieve and be sad that, you know, here it is, Passover and, and Easter weekend, and we're not able to gather as families as we normally would. That's that another, you know, it's sad to lose people to this disease. So that's all there, but leaders have to do a good job of channeling those emotions in a constructive direction if they're going to lead well uh, through the crisis. What are, how would you differentiate between some of the good thoughts that you're seeing uh, or hearing from leaders that they're having and, and some of the, uh, the thoughts that, that you're concerned about? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and the first thing that, that pops up for me, Brad, is just the what is one of the biggest feeders of thoughts these days that everyone's looking to? It's the news. And I just did a scan this morning, by the way. Part of my discipline in managing my thought life is I manage my intake of the news. I, I'm, I'm not reading it all day long. I'm, I take about 30 minutes to get get the morning briefing and I do not read, I, I cut this off a, a, a few days ago, I do not read the news just before I go to bed. So boy, you read the news and the people that are writing that news, you know, it's, it's grim. It's, you know, it's these sad stories about doctors and nurses on the front lines, families, you know, losing all this stuff. It's, it's grim about the economy, even when the economy starts back, how hard it's going to be. So I think you you see those things and you have to you have to say, okay, those are thoughts. Some of that's fact, but but a lot of anything that's projecting into the future is thoughts. And um, I'll notice that, but I'm going to choose I'm going to choose what I need to be thinking about today. And what I need to be thinking about today is connecting with my team and giving them direction uh, for tomorrow, which actually leads to my second point. Perfect. <laughs> Sail on. <laughs> well, I think the second, you know, after after we talk about self-leadership and self-discipline, I think the second key thing that leaders need right now is a vision for tomorrow. Now, mm. now, I don't know. What's your reaction when I say that to you, Brad? Man, I totally agree with you. I was on a call with a with a CEO yesterday, working through a 360 with them. You know, one of the questions that they had for themselves is, man, do I even have a mission? Do I even have a vision? Yeah. And uh, what a great vulnerable question to ask in the midst of our coaching session. Absolutely. Uh, but you're right. I think a vision for tomorrow. I mean, how, how in the world can you communicate with your team and connect with your team if you don't have a sense of where you want to go? Yeah, that's right. And when I say vision for tomorrow, I am literally talking about 24 hours from now. I, mm -hmm. I think it's very difficult for leaders to get too far out. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, largely because there's so much beyond their control. I mean, when governors are, are shutting down 
businesses, the leader just isn't going to have control on when he or she can bring everybody back together. So, and, and listen, so much of the story, as I said earlier, uh, from, from the past couple of weeks has been a reaction to the virus. And that's necessary. That's necessary. We have had to react to it. And leaders have to do that. But if leaders are spending all their time reacting, then they're kind of looking backwards all the time and reacting to what's already happened. And the unique place of leadership, whether you're a, a team leader um, or a CEO at the top, is you've got to be thinking a few steps ahead for your team. And you've, you've got to pause and, and make the time for that. Otherwise, because here's, here's what's critical, Brad. If you don't do that, then, and if you don't begin articulating that to your team, your team is staying stuck in today mm. and yesterday. And they are, they are looking at the swirl of craziness that's going around them today. And that includes little three and five-year-olds and college kids who aren't supposed to be home from college swirling around in their world. And they're like, is this ever going to get better? Mm -hmm. And the, the leader comes along and says, we are going to continue to move ahead. And mm -hmm. here's, here's where we're going. And again, if that's a very limited vision, that's okay. But that's, that's the leader's key responsibility, especially during a crisis. One of the words that I'm thinking of as you share that, Rob, is the word preparation. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that I've found in many leaders is they're so used to going, going, going and flying through their schedule that they don't take those moments just to, as you said in your comments about self-leadership, sort of taking that break to think ahead, to give themselves the space to prepare for what's coming next. And so I love what you're saying here about a vision for tomorrow, short-term visions to to lead your, your folks through. Is that yeah, Does that sound right? Exactly. And then as, as time passes, I mean, we've already seen it in the last two weeks. You've already, I think there's been sort of a collective sigh this week, collective breather, um, because we're starting, the, the, the dialogue is starting to come around to what would it look like to start back up. And, and so people are not in the same place they were a week ago where they, they said, will this ever end? And just how that kind of makes you feel hopeless. So with each passing 24 hours, we gain more information. We learn more, you know, about the effect of the virus. We learn more about, you know, government programs that are coming out to support people during this tough time. You're learning more about your own business and what the needs are, what you're able to do. So, so each little increment gives you more information that will allow the leader to push out further um, in their vision of the future. By the way, Brad, I just, I'm sorry, I have to put this little plug in here. Subtitle of my upcoming book is Making the Shift from Autopilot to Intentional. And if leaders are on autopilot right now, they're just reacting to everything. Those that are intentional are breaking away from that and looking into the future. I think that was a great opportunity to plug your book, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> And in reality, uh, as your partner and colleague here, I am looking forward to your book coming out. So <laughs> it's going to be great. Oh, so. Only been 10 years. <laughs> I think you're being a little bit generous. I think it's been a little longer than that. <laughs> uh, anyway, well, well, great. So, so far we've got here self-leadership, right. a vision for tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, what's the third thing? 
Yeah, I think the third thing is just something that is critical every day for a leader. But, oh, my goodness, again, like so many things that gets amplified at a time like this, and that's communication. You know, one of my sayings, you've heard me say it a lot, Brad, is poor communication is at the root of 95% of the failures in business and in marriages. So this is a an especially critical time, especially since we're not just walking down the hallway. We're not just walking over to another cubicle. We're not just gathering in the conference room. And and people are reacting to this. Zoom and, and other other options like that are, are off the charts. People are, are learning to, to use that well. But communication here, and Brad, you and I were talking about this uh, last week because you had been sorting this through with one of your clients. And, and that's, you know, what are we communicating about? And I think the two key things that are, that resonated for me out of that conversation with you was, and both of them start with the letter C. Uh, the first one is definitely caring for our people, right? I mean, we've got to be caring for people. Our, you know, the leaders and, and the further up you are, Perhaps the more secure you feel, the more job secure you feel. Uh, we're, we're reading every day of layoffs and, and furloughs. So the further up you are in the chain of command, you can get kind of immune from this. But everyone needs care. Our leaders, you know, the people that you're leading at home are struggling with, one, just the craziness of working from home and the craziness of working in close confines with family and that sort of thing, perhaps. or there, it's the struggle of working totally in isolation for people that don't have families and, and what all goes with that. But secondly, they've got family members that are being affected by this. I've got a, a guy I went fly fishing with last week who uh, may not be able to bury his father b- because of this happening uh, during this time. They're just worried for their health. They're being touched economically by it. So they, they've got all these thoughts and fears we talked about earlier. So leaders need to be caring for them, checking in. How are you doing? How's your state of mind? How's your heart? But then on the other side, leaders have to be challenging their people because one of the best antidotes during all this is that we be ready to get back on our feet when it's time to go. And so it's not a national snow day for you know forever. Mm-hmm. Um, people have, have got to be working. They've got to be uh, engaging. And so the leader, it's important that the leader, again, with that vision, they communicate, hey, here's the kind of work we need to be doing in the coming days. And many businesses are pivoting. Many businesses are doing the good work of recognizing that the old normal is not going to come back. And by the way, if you haven't given up on on wanting normal back, you need to because it's not going to be normal. It's going to be a new normal. And the leaders that are agile and creative about this are uh, figuring out, you know, what to do. Brad, uh, this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, we've, ta- we've talked about it, right? But we have right. never gotten serious about it. And now we're recognizing it as a potential medium uh, to reach uh, at least two more people. Right. And, and and then I get to get better and better at my intro as we continue to work on this thing. <laughs> Maybe we'll have three people after three months, Brad. <laughs> Maybe. Well, good, man. I love, yeah, communication. This is, this is what I'm spending most of my time, I feel like, coaching leaders on right now, Rob. 
you know, as you use those two words, which is kind of summing up my whiteboard over here, um, from a conversation I had with Brad, a leader. Brad has a Brad has a great whiteboard. <laughs> it needs to be a little bit bigger. Anyway, yeah, no, I I feel like this pandemic is really forcing leaders to tap into the humanity, the the mm. beings of their people. Mm. You know, we. We're on such a fast track to just do, 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 do without really thinking and focusing and listening to who we are as we do it. And this pandemic is forcing leaders to consider the lives of the people they lead, not just the performance that they deliver. Yeah, it's amazing. It's been a full stop for that kind of stuff. Yeah, I just feel like leaders need to really, really be considerate right now, not just of the job that they desire their people to accomplish, but who they are as they accomplish the job. And then they really have to think about both of those things and consider those things in the context of their collective conversations with their team, as well as their individual one-on-one -on -one conversations they have with their team members. So there's a great article actually recently in Forbes about what you just said a minute ago, Rob, that this is, it's not going back to normal. It is not going back to normal. And, and this is a lot about, about what he was talking about in that article is the way we communicate, the way we treat people. Every leader out there just needs to, you know, you need to pause. I would even say, you know, today and reflect back on the last uh, three to five days and look at the nature of your communication with your team. Just as you said, Brad, there's the collective, all right? So everybody's on a Zoom call. We're having a, we're having a huddle with our team, right? Mm -hmm. uh, in about a half hour after we're done doing this. And that's a check-in and, and just to stay connected. So there's the collective and then there's, there's the basis for one-on-one. -on -one. And, Absolutely. Um, good leaders keep their pulse on on who needs what, and uh, they keep a good rhythm. I think rhythm in conjunction with communication is a is a good combo. Leaders um, have a good rhythm of communicating regularly. It's not once and done for sure, uh, especially as things continue to evolve. It's really good stuff. Uh, I feel challenged just by these three three things, Rob. And you and I talk about, especially the self-leadership piece, that we have to be self-leading ourselves as we're coaching uh, leaders. And I know that being in a house with a 19-year-old, a 16-year-old, and a 13-year-old, one of the things that I've been introduced to in the course of the past couple of weeks is sweet, chili, nacho, Doritos or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and those are really good. <laughs> that so doesn't sound so good on the physical self-leadership side, Brad. No, that's where the walks with the wife Unless are really Unless you get important. a half marathon that morning. <laughs> Needless to say, self-leadership is really, really crucial during this time, and I feel like it's a real challenge uh, as well. Uh, vision for tomorrow, continuing to think ahead, such an important concept, and then just how we communicate with each other and how we con we're considering uh, the challenge before us as well as caring for ourselves in the midst of it. So great thoughts today, Rob. Thank you so much for, uh, for sharing those with us. Yeah, it's good to reflect. Thank you. 
So Ray, one of the things that we want to do in conclusion of our time is highlight some great leadership that exists out there. And as you know, Rob and I are coaching leaders on a regular basis. So we're seeing some pretty amazing, pretty heroic things from the leaders that we coach. So we want to highlight one of the leaders that we're coaching in each of these podcasts. So Rob's got a great story right now of a leader he's been coaching who's done some pretty amazing things. And so Rob? It's hard, isn't it, Brad? Because all of our leaders are heroes. I got to admit, I'm glad I'm not having to figure out how to evacuate, you know, 250 employees out of my office in New York City to work on a dispersed basis. So we, we admire all the leaders that we work with. But this is a story that, that actually, as I'm reflecting on it, kind of captures those three elements I was talking about of leadership in crisis and, and that of just self-leadership and having a vision and communication. So this leader that I'm thinking about is president of a private equity fund. They have a portfolio of, I think they're probably up to 20 or so companies now. And I shot something out on LinkedIn earlier this week uh, about reminding leaders of the need to continue to communicate with their people. And this leader sent back to me an email last night saying, hey, in line with communicating with people, here's, here's a newsletter that went out 24 hours ago. So he was already ahead of the game, which isn't surprising. And so he talked about, he, he had written a column in a newsletter to their portfolio company, something he does regularly. He gave specific stories of how 12 of the portfolio companies are pivoting and adapting to help their clients better, having webinars, adapting their products uh, to be, you know, in some specific ways relative to the crisis, because all their portfolio companies are, they're B2B, so they go on and serve other businesses. And he just gave very specific examples of how they are adapting individually. And then he closed his email by saying, uh, by the way, I'm spending more time reflecting and thinking you know, taking advantage of the time that, that the crisis brings. So that's the self-leadership part where he's he's making time to think things through. He's has a vision for tomorrow. And then his communication where he's encouraging this kind of communication throughout their companies, that gets the word out. That spreads the good news. And it, it encourages uh, the other members of the organization to be uh, thinking about how they can adapt for whatever the new normal is going to be when we come out of this. So he's my hero of the week. Excellent. Well, great. Thanks for listening to our first podcast, everybody. We hope to give you an opportunity to hear from us again. Have a great day. Yeah, thanks. All three of you. And that's a wrap.